welcome back to another episode of the Spacemen from Pluto podcast. I'm your host for this episode, James, and joining me as usual is... Ben. Dan. And Christian. And seeing as in our last episode we touched upon Pixar a little bit and found out we actually have quite a bit to say about this company, we thought, why not, you know, just do a whole episode on it and we'll just dive straight in. Nice and simple, to open it up. What's everyone's favourite Pixar film? James, what's your favourite Pixar My film? My favourite Pixar film... It's just got to be Toy Story 2, hasn't it? Like, oh. absolute classic. That's one of the first films I can, like, from my childhood, remember being excited about before it came out. Like, obviously, there are films that, you know, get put on for you that came out before you were born or whatever, and you enjoy them. But this is the first one, having seen the first... Like, I saw the first Toy Story, and then seeing the advert for a sequel, I was super excited about. Hmm... That's interesting. Yeah, it's certainly, it's very strong. It's one of those where it's like, um, is is the sequel better than the original uh, debate? It's one of them. It's kind of like the original Star Wars trilogy where it's like your Toy Story order. <laughs> no matter what the order is, it's kind of like, yeah, fair enough. I can't, you can't, like if, you know, Vampire's your favourite, yeah, if Jedi's your favourite. That's, you know, it's kind of the same with Toy mm. Story a little bit, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of Star Wars, because like Toy Story has that mid oh <laughs> Toy Story Two, yeah. <laughs> immediately with that. It's got to be a new record, uh, I'd say. <laughs> Fifty seconds or so. <laughs> like the the opening to Toy Story Two is wicked, where it's like the full full buzz, the action hero with the hints of Star Wars at the beginning. So there's the bit where he like touches the battery, isn't it? And mm. it makes the lightsaber sound. Oh, the corridor. The corridors like um, Cloud City. Yeah, great. I mean, later in the film, they do the full on the I am your father. They, re- they just go full out on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole, that, Zerg in that is wicked. <laughs> Destroy buzz, like, yeah. I, I, you know, like I said, like two is probably my favourite, but I love the opening of the third one where we see what's in Andy's imagination. Because obviously when you're... A, it just really harkens back oh, to when you yes. are a kid and you're playing with your toys. That is what you see in Envision. I just thought that was a really great... God, yeah. I just love Toy Story. The whole trilogy is incredible. The way that the sequel, like the threequel, whatever you want to call it, they didn't just try and introduce a new audience. They made it for the kids that grew up with it. Yeah. So do you consider it, James, a trilogy? Yes. Uh, like a lot of people consider Indiana Jones a trilogy because of the substandard fourth film. Same rule applies uh, according to you, would you say? I, I agree 100% that it was a, both of those. Great trilogy, just ignore the fourth one. Wow. So do you what, really not like one? the fourth one? I really hate the fourth one. <laughs> I've only watched it once in the cinemas and I kind of vow to never watch it again. Why? It's just like the the first three, particularly the third one, make a whole thing of Woody's character is that he is always there for his kid. So he's always there for Andy, and then he's always there for Bonnie, whichever his his kid. That is his purpose as a toy, and that's always his drive to get back to them. And then in the fourth one, they just went, actually, nah, he's going to sack Bonnie off just so he can go run away with Bo Peep. Yeah, but, you know, you can't blame a guy, can you? you know? I just... At the end of the day, he's just a regular guy thinking with his penis. <laughs> oh, man. What a horrible image. <laughs> thinking with his woody. Yeah. Oh, Snake in his boot. Definitely yeah. cut that. <laughs> Absolutely do not cut that. There's fun moments and there's nice parts about four, but it, it wasn't terribly entertaining. Buzz is reduced to, like, almost the first film where he doesn't really know what's going on he's stupid again and then 
Buzz barely gets any screen time, and then the rest of the gang barely in it. Yeah. Like, it's all about Woody off with Bo Peep and a couple new toys introduced, and it's... A freaking Spork gets more playtime than Buzz Lightyear. Like, what is going on? But, you know, you kind of... You you know, they're expanding the world, aren't they? They're giving you new things and new characters. Like, Keanu Reeves is a little... uh, (laughs) Evil can evil evil is a good little addition. Yeah, two and three did that. Two and three expanded the world, brought in new characters, but didn't sack off the old ones. If anything, it Mm. still managed to grow them more. I've still not seen Toy Story. It's it's been on Disney Plus obviously since Disney Plus came out. Toy Story. Toy Story Four. Sorry. Oh, oh, right. oh sorry. Yeah. Lay. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> I have seen Toy Story and two and three. I've not seen Toy Story Four despite it being on Disney Plus uh, because yeah for some reason it just it doesn't appeal to me. I just don't feel like it needed to be made. Like yep. I was always worried when I heard it announced that. It, that it was just going to be this kind of afterthought almost thing that was almost going to kind of ruin the purity of those three films and by the sounds of it it has done which is very disappointing I, I, I don't I didn't think it was necessary and I don't like you can enjoy Toy Story without going to the fourth one I thought it was a couple of fun moments and I thought it was inoffensive enough like I I didn't think it was one of them where it was like it completely tarnishes everything 3 did. I think it's one of them where it's like you can just kind of watch it and disregard everything that came before it. It's one of them things where the ending comes about and you're like, I'll just choose not to accept that. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I think it's like, it's, it's like I, I remember watching, I've only watched it the once and thought like, oh, that's fine. And then, yeah, I just, yeah, the big problem that I had it as well was like, yeah, would he, would he <laughs> leave... Uh, Bonnie like that, and they tried to. They gave a reasoning for it. Yeah, but, but I don't. It's just whether you, it's just whether you agreed with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think for me it was the thing of Toy Story is very much like that is the. I was gonna say personification, but it's not a person. But like that is the embodiment of my childhood. Like that is what Toy Story is for me. So I was uh, very invested, and then I got excited for the fourth one because after the third one was so good, and it felt like it was aimed at my generation. I was like, "Oh, fourth can do the same." And then four very much felt like it was trying to be aimed at kids. Now it wasn't for the original fans, and it just went, "Ah, oh, you know all this time that you spent in loving these characters, yeah, just fuck off." Yeah, but the you know James. <laughs> It's, it's a film called Toy Story 4, right? And the movie's made for children. They're not going to go, we're going to make this for a 25-year-old. Yeah. But Toy Story 3 did. Yeah, but I would argue it did. It's, it's primarily a kid's film made yeah, for kids. Yeah, it is. But it, you can tell that they've, like, they know their audience. It, kids can still enjoy it, but I felt like that was aimed at the original audience i think toy story 2 was obviously it was better than toy story 1 but they were both um they were both great films both more or less but both mainly aimed at kids obviously with the classic characters or you know buzz lightyear made uh buzz lightyear was made into like a toy which then kind of spawned jingle all the way who, who could forget you jingle know, all the way talk you. let's let's uh, <laughs> dive in i'm <laughs> back in <laughs> yeah it was very it was very much about those characters and stuff and they definitely appealed to kids the third the third film i think kind of went more towards what james is saying where it was obviously for kids uh but definitely also for the parents as well yeah. definitely also yeah. for the yeah. for, for the kids who had grown up watching the first I'll- two I was going to say the fe- the feeling I got between the third and the fourth one is the third one 
was a closing point for a trilogy and it was the ending point for the kids that grew up with Toy Story. The feeling I got with Toy Story 4 was this is the Toy Story for a new generation of kids. The adults, the, the, the kids who are now adults that grew up with Toy Story probably won't like this movie because it's for the next generation of kids who are going to enjoy Toy Story. Yeah. Do you know what's also like really insane? Like obviously, like I know Dan just said that Toy Story Two is probably better than One, and yeah, it is. Like it's got cleaner animation, it's got more characters, and more developed. They really knocked it out of the park on their first go. Like Toy Story is their first film. That is yeah. mental. How I good their as, first ever one is. I think as well the the animation style they used was pretty new. I think yeah. so. Yeah, for the time as well. I think because they were developing it with those shorts. As in computer animated stuff, was it? Yeah, it was one of the I think early ones, right? It was yeah, really yeah. one of the first times that was proper new. You forgot about yeah. Lawnmower Man. What is Lawnmower Man? I was talking about it the other day. Is that one of the shorts? Lawnmower no, Man. No. Ben, it you sounds like a superhero, so I'm all in. You don't. It ben is surprising that Ben does not know about. Lo- ben does know about. You, you Lawn don't know Man. about Lawnmower Man, we and then Lawn- this film. and Lawnmower Man Two: Job's War. <laughs> yeah. I have is, no idea. Me and Christine have had a conversation now. about Lawnmower Man. The, the Lawnmower because... Man from 1992 with Pierce yeah. Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is this? I like a bit of Brosnan. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, right, yes, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of dodgy computer animation in it, some really kind of like ropey stuff. It, it pa- was, it was one I was planning to do for an upcoming possible series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just tease I mean, that there. I'd love to watch that film. I'd love to watch the second one. Wasn't the second Lawnmower Man film as well? Didn't you say, Christian, that like they filmed two of them? There's two. There's two second films that are both completely <laughs> different than each other. <laughs> it's absolutely mental. They're both called Lawnmower Man 2. Yeah, the <laughs> one's called Lawnmower Man 2 Job's War, and one's called... I, I can't remember the subtitle for the other one. Yeah. But that one of them is like the director's vision, and one of them is the studio's vision, and apparently they're both completely different films with entirely different editing and soundtracks and dit scenes. It's yeah. apparently utter madness. I, I haven't seen either of them, but I've been trying to get hold of both versions. Do you guys ever? Yeah. You guys are probably too young for this. Do you remember that kids' TV show called Reboot? Do you ever remember that? No. Phone out again, so I Google. <laughs> uh, Mr. Derek Bennett might remember it being of a similar age to me, but that was like, I think it was before Toy Story. It may have Good been. Good lord! Yeah, <laughs> Ben's just uh, Ben just found it on his phone, <laughs> apparently. But yeah, it was like I had to look forward to that every day because because when it was <laughs> shown. <laughs> computer animation was dead uh, dead new and it was like a proper novelty it was like really impressive yeah but it doesn't have to look so freakish with the nah. <laughs> purple skin and their green skin they they were they were oh all... i know what you're talking yes. about and they were in a ba- they were in like a mainframe in fact i think yeah. the name was called mainframe and i don't know what the plot was but i loved it anyway because it was computer animation i i have actually seen a couple episodes of this not as a kid i I saw them like recently there was a show as well like a 3d animated show where it was like a guy made out of cubes it was like a robot made out of cubes and he was a he fought crime oh no are you talking about uh rubik's is it rubik's oh my god is it Cubics? Is it Cubics? Cubics, Rubik's. Oh, Cubics rings a bell. I, yeah, I think it's Cubics. That. Oh my god, it is! Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because I had a toy of him. 
Yeah, oh. Zubik's had great toys. Oh, here's a here's a real outlier outlier there for anyone. Does any, did anyone else here watch But Ugly Martians? Yeah, <laughs> that was a great little like show. God, I'd, I tell you what, I'd love to rewatch some of that now and just see how choppy the animation is. Jesus, it's it's all so terrible. Oh, I know this. I know like this. Yeah, there was like a red one, a blue one, and a yeah. yellow one. Yeah. It was sick. It was we all about, need to Dan, do some episodes I'll throw you on out this. there, Dan. Yeah. Basically, what it was, there were these three Martians that got sent to Earth to conquer it, but they realized, we quite like Earth. This is cool. So, mm. like, they would then. They would be like, yeah, we'll just chill here. But every now and then, their like lead commander would send the messages like, "How's the invasion going?" And they'd have to try and keep up this facade that they were still trying to invade. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, they, they like of course that. had their like, you know, their cool sort of like skater female human companion. It was oh. it, it was very Ninja Turtles at parts. I see. Clear, but they've gone. How do we make it different? There's only three of them. We've got very off topic. Does anyone else want to yeah, yeah. talk about their favorite Pixar? Well, I, I was just going to add on to the Toy Story two thing and say. Isn't it amazing to think that Toy Story 2 nearly didn't happen because they accidentally deleted the whole oh, film? Yeah. Mad. So how did but they get it back? It must have been um, backed up. It was backed up on one of the random animators' home computer. She saved the entire movie. Jesus by Christ. backing it up to her home computer. How on earth did that happen? How did that happen? I I've almost had breakdowns at uni because I thought I'd lost a scene of a student film. Can you imagine yeah. the stress thinking you've lost a full, like, triple-A title? We lost yeah. Years the work. film. <laughs> like, why Why was it only available in one location? I don't get it. How is that possible? It's the 90s. I, I was going to say... It's brilliant. I was gonna <laughs> say, He's answered it there. He's done it. <laughs> early into computer animation, you know, there's all these shows that we've just reeled off there was probably entire episodes of those that got deleted and they were like, well, just move on to the next episode. The, the child in me wants to say, oh, so they sat down and went, kids love toys. They love the idea that maybe these toys that they're playing with are alive. Let's make a film about that. The cynic in me goes, right, we need to sell toys. A film oh, about God. toys, just no. nice and easy, isn't it? It's the perfect, uh, it's the, it's the perfect uh, crossing point yeah. of two, two no, revenue talk, streams. Then, the toys it's not even like you have to worry about how do we translate this character into the toy you just make the character as it is and then that kid loves it even more toy, toy story like the story itself is just a rip off of an earlier disney film which that's is lesser known at uh, the brave little toaster there was also a television series made by jim made by jim henson that, that predates um toy story it was from the tim henson workshop jim <laughs> Yeah, the, t- the, the Tim Henshin workshop. <laughs> the Tim Henshin. I'm, I'm a film buff. You know, <laughs> Jim Henson. Tim Henson is actually a guitarist in a band called Polyphia. Uh, he's a very, very good guitar player. Check it out. He is a very good guitar player. He looks about 12 years old, but he's oh, inexplicably yeah. extremely good at guitar. Anyway, Jim Henson is a different person. Uh, there was a, a thing that he did called The Secret Life of Toys... Do you ever remember The Secret Life of Toys? It was like, I'm that pretty really sure it was that. live action. I know of it. It was literally about toys in a toy shop that came to life when the, the shop was empty, I think. But it was definitely about they, they pretended to be inanimate objects and then it oh, turned out they were alive. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think that Toy Story... I don't think that anyone was under any illusion that Toy Story was an original idea. It was just the best, and still is the best, execution of that idea. What I love, um, I I saw it in the recent years in the Disney shop. I know if I was a kid, I would have lost me 
No. If I, I would have lost my shit over this. <laughs> I like that they're now... Um, they're putting the Toy Story figures in the box they would be in in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So cool. the Buzz Lightyear toys in that spaceship box. And they've done one for Woody... And if you buy Stinky Pete, he's in that box from the film. And the Zerg, there's a Zerg one. And I, was, I remember going to Disney Shop being like, that is genius. Yeah, that's good. So good. You get the box Stinky Pete came in. I remember as a kid, like, I think I had what would be like a life-size Woody and Buzz. And they were like surgically attached to either hand. Like I went yeah. everywhere with them. Yeah, yeah. I had a, yeah. I had a, we, we all had a big Woody and Buzz, right? I had yeah. a, with the yeah, Buddy yeah. and the Buzz. Did you, Dan, when you were 15, however old you were? Yeah, I probably was around that age. Um, no, I didn't. No. I was working class. I couldn't afford that kind of stuff. So. I thought you said you were working. Like, <laughs> I was down the mine. Yeah, down the mine. I was working way. <laughs> there's a really weird... Um, there's a really weird, like... I, I, do, I always enjoyed it when they would show fake bloopers during the credits mm. of those films. There's a really weird... I think you've been deleted now, Disney Plus, of Stinky Pete doing like a casting couch for two girls, two of oh. the Barbies. It, oh. it, it's the kind of stuff that goes over your head as a kid. And like, I remember it. And I remember as a kid just thinking it's a, oh, he's trying to date these girls. Ha ha ha. I didn't get the very implicit sort of what, you know, what it's saying, basically. I, I, don't, I don't... It's not my favourite, but I, I got a vibe in recent weeks that it's either overlooked or not talked about. A Bug's Life is Mint, right? That's it's a good incredible. film, isn't it? Bug's Life is I love great. Bugs. Yeah. Bug's Life's Mint. I could have sworn I overheard other people saying the other day that it wasn't good or it's like forgotten about. And I was like, Bug's Life is... I, I, think, kind I, of do, is think, I do think it's forgotten about. Like, t- t- compared to, you know, I don't mean it's forgotten about by the kids that grew up with it. I still think that every kid remembers A Bug's Life and Disney still, you know, promote A Bug's Life to a certain extent. Um, you know, they still have the the ride in their parks. That shows you something. Most of the time, they'll flatten a ride when they think it becomes irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that one's still, still there. Going. That one's still there. Bugs Life 2. Um, uh, what are the prospects of a Bugs Life 2? Is the I'd brand uh, I was going to say, you could, you could easily do a Disney Plus show on, on the circus troupe. Have, yeah, yeah. have them just going around meeting other bugs as a little Disney Plus show. I don't know. I also wonder whether part of it is... Bugs Life's quite scary at times, like for kids. Like the whole scene when the bird's trying to get them, it was oh, like the cracked rock, and then at the end when the bird's on fire, like the grasshoppers are terrifying. Yeah, cool though. Isn't that, is Bugs Life the one, is the, I'm just going to swore it's like my favourite bit of the film actually, where it's the two like flies going towards the bug zapper. It's like, I can't help it, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He just I'm dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit where as well where there's like a fly um, on the street holding a sign saying like arms and legs got ripped off please like help or any change he's just there's, lying there with no arms there's <laughs> loads of great jokes in this like there's a bit where one where a slug gets served some food and he goes oh thanks starts eating it his mouth all starts frothing he's like oh, I said no salt I said yeah, no salt yeah yes that's right <laughs> it's oh, a genuinely God. really good film it's so good talking of we mentioned off camera talking about like best food in movies I could have st- it was like it was like a drop of water or something they would eat at the bar yeah Oh, it looks so good. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah, because I think, like, the ladybug. It's, it's a ladybug. It's voiced by a proper book. It's a guy, isn't it? But he yeah. looks like a girl ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has the war at the bar. Oh, man. So why why did it not get a sequel? I wouldn't. I suppose maybe is it just, like, it's bugs? It's not as, like, 
family friendly and it's not as cute and fluffy. Uh, this was at the time when, other than Toy Story 2, they did have like this policy of just no sequels. That's mm. why Incredibles had no yeah. sequel and Finding Nemo had no sequel. Then it was like the changeover where it's like Disney bought them or something. That's when they both they all got the sequels and stuff. So I'm looking, down the, I'm looking down the list of Pixar films now and I actually see the drop off in quality, I think comes after Toy Story 3 because it's pretty much that Toy Story 3 was the 11th Pixar film it's Toy Story A Bug's Life Toy Story 2 Monsters Inc Finding Nemo The Incredibles Cars which I've not actually seen it is good it's good. the first Cars is good as a, as a kid it was because I was a, I liked Cars so I yeah. watched Cars yeah. quite a bit <laughs> yeah then Ratatouille Wall-E up and Toy Story 3, so it's basically just hit after hit after hit after hit, basically. Did you, did you just Ratatouille? <laughs> I, I just don't rate Ratatouille. I just Ratatouille is great. I think for me, is possibly the best Pixar film. That's a bold claim, Cotton. I think for me, Ratatouille is a bit like the issue that some people have with Rick and Morty. I think it's good. I think it's fine. But all the fans that go, it's the best thing ever, and all that, and just like say, oh yeah, he's like, he could beat anyone in a fight. I'm like, I, I'm a bit done with all this now. There's fans, there's fans Wait, going, Ratatouille is the best thing okay. ever. Be I what? will fight what? anyone to the death on this argument. What it's side come of up the so many times on? where people think that Remy the bloody rat would beat Stuart Little in a fight, and I'm just he not would. having it. He no, would, he's a street rat. No, he would. He's not a street rat, he's a bloody chef. Uh, yeah, he wait, becomes. A, he starts his off as a street rat. I've yeah, but he's always the it. bitch of the rats. Yeah, but Stuart Little's a little posh boy hanging no, out. In, yeah. No, right. He is resourceful. He oh. fought off a whole army of cats in the first film, and then in the second film, he built a plane out of goddamn garbage and then used it to fight a peregrine falcon. That yeah, but that's not gonna. That's hero. not gonna help him in a street fight versus a no, rat. It would because he's it's resourceful. It's a one-on-one. It's, nah. it's a one-on-one in a nah. street, though. He, he, okay, okay. Let's let's play. Remy's Ricky's not planet. been in a single fight. But that's I not hate that's Stuart not the Little. that's not the <laughs> argument. We'll come back to Stuart Little. That's not the argument we were we were all confused about, James. What? Yeah. What part of the internet are you on <laughs> yeah, where people are saying like, Ratatouille is the best thing since sliced bread? It's. I, I think it is a bit of a meme film, cheese. but loads. <laughs> nice. <laughs> loads of people do rave about this film. I think maybe it is a bit of like it's a meme to say how good it is, but I just. I'm just a bit done with Ratatouille. I I, you know, I, I know. Ratatouille, I, I like Ratatouille exists because it gave us that uh, meme of Gordon Ramsay over the rat going like, "Where's the lamb sauce?" <laughs> He's like it's him walking around. James, are you a fan of the other rat film, Flushed Away? Oh, like I remember enjoying that at the time, but We've I can't. Ima- I can't imagine it's held up very well. <laughs> I had a big I, poster I, of that in the cinema, didn't we? Do you remember that? We did. Yeah. It go. It went just outside the oh, staff room. What? That oh, was the cue was... for you to say it got um, flushed, away. flushed away. It was funny. Uh, I'm going to tee these up for you. You better be it... knocking them out of the park. Let's just do that again. I'll give Ben a clean uh, vocal. <laughs> oh, say, so Dan, what happened to that poster? It was outside the staff room. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, is your favourite... <laughs> Is your favourite Pixar you. film, Ratatouille? <laughs> 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 My f- I, okay, I don't know. It's it. 
like it's close i would say um i really liked toy story 3 um over toy over the other toy stories it's definitely up there the, the end of toy story 3 wonderful wonderful stuff the film as a whole incredible really really nice the scene when they're all getting kind of incinerated and they all hold hands definitely almost cried at the cinema i don't oh, care i, I, I don't mind admitting cried. I was I was very much kind of this is intense for for just a film, let alone a kids film. Um, Ratatouille, I really did enjoy, and I think it's got a lot of subtle kind of humor in there that that I think on one viewing you don't really get. Like the writing's really really nice in it. I'd say uh, all things considered, though, my favorite my favorite Pixar film has got to be Up. It has to be Up. The first ten I minutes are huge. I know. No, no, no. no. I, I, agree, I agree with you. Up, up would probably be one of my, up there is one of my favourites as well. See, I, th- like, I think Up came out for me at the worst time possible because it was just in that period of my life where I was like, oh, I don't like kids' films anymore. But I wasn't old enough to sort of get over that and appreciate them. So like, I saw it in the cinema <laughs> and I, I wasn't a huge fan. I'd like to revisit it and watch it properly because I. It didn't yeah, grab me at yeah, the time. I think it's one of those where, when I watched it, I was at a certain point in my my, my life where I don't know the f- the the first kind of ten minutes. Obviously, everyone remembers. It really kind of got to me, and it really sort of like I just thought, "What am I watching here? This is this is horrific. It's horrible because <laughs> it's just said so much about life, and you know." Love and all that fucking bollocks. um, (laughs) Yeah, is there anything after the first ten minutes you can remember? Yes, there there is. I love, I love the, uh, I love the, uh, the old, the old guy. I can't remember his name now. Mr. Fredrickson. Is it Mr. Fredrickson? Carl Fredrickson. I suppose his name's not really important. But I just like, I really like the symbology of of the, the whole ridiculous imagery of, you know, he's got this little humble home, in the middle of a massive like metropolis. And he straps a load of balloons to it and just escapes. And it's like there's this one bit where like all the light from the balloons is like is lighting up like these. I think there's like a kid watching watching yeah, yeah. the house. All the lights like lighting up a face and it's like proper. Like Pixar do that better than anyone. Just put things onto the screen that kind of just say so much, like a, a picture says a thousand words type yeah. thing. It's like just a combination of like the colour and the animation and just the theme and just the, you know, you can say so much with an image that you couldn't say with, you know, a massive script, basically. It's like the epitome of every frame of painting kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I I reckon Up should maybe not have been a film and they should have just done the first bit as a Pixar short. No, I don't I, 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 I almost wonder whether... They made that as a short, and then <laughs> went, that... and the studio went. No, no, we can we can get more out of this. This is really good. When, no, what that, happens uh, afterwards? But that open. But imagine if it was a short though. Like, what? For how depressing would that be? Oh, this guy falls in love with a woman, and then she dies. But you know, we 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 can't go this far along and not talk about. Dan said the word earlier. The Incredibles. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's dare I say. It's uh, amazing. Fantastic. <laughs> well, speaking of fantastic, they have made the best Fantastic Four film without even using the Fantastic Four. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, until Marvel take a crack at it, it still might. It still could be the uh, best Fantastic Four film. Like that whole sequence in the jungle 
is maybe one of my favourite film scenes in anything. So good. Nah, 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 nah. It's not even the best sequence in the film. What would you say is the best sequence in the film? There's a bit where... Oh, <laughs> I already know what he's going to say. There's a bit where um, at the start, where he's oh. fighting, where he fights Bon Voyage. Great name. And he goes, Bon Voyage. And he goes, and Incrediboy. And then Bon Voyage goes, Incrediboy? And it's just, <laughs> I just think it's really funny. <laughs> like, he's very confused. <laughs> it's such a great film and quite a disappointing sequel. Didn't see the sequel. I have the same it's feelings towards okay. the sequel as I, as I do with Toy Story 4. It's just kind of like, like I said, like after Toy Story 3, it feels like there was a weird change in philosophy with Pixar where it's like, you know, all that kind of thing we used to say where we don't make sequels because we don't have a good story in place and all that. Uh, we're going to forget about that now. Uh, here's Incredibles 2. Here's Finding Dory. Here's Cars 3. Uh, <laughs> I think what I gather... I mean, I don't Monsters know. University. I think people really responded to Coco. I've no, I haven't watched it, so I can't yeah, comment. Not, not watched really it. Some of their recent ones have been really good, though. Coco's like you know good inside out's really good inside out solid man yeah inside out is 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 a good film it is yeah. a good film it's an interesting kind of idea that's the key they had an interesting idea and yeah. it's not just a sequel basically it's a new thing mentioning the sequels my favorite is not a sequel <laughs> <laughs> i think my favorite is probably Monsters Inc. Yeah, Great. I really I mean, like yeah. Monsters Inc. Yeah. For audio listeners, uh, Christian's virtual background this week is Monsters Inc. It's the scare floor. It is the Apparently. scare floor. It's, it's the scare yeah. floor. It is the scare floor. That's yeah. another just like Pixar. I feel has loads of really great just little scenes that you can just pick out and just really get into. So like the scene where it's like the montage of all the different monsters going in and scaring their kids really good yeah, yeah it's it, it's just such a well put together film and the characters are great and it, it, it it's it's one of those where I remember sort of watching it as a kid and you know Toy Story gets emotional Toy Story 2 is very emotional and I was like I, Monsters Inc you know it's, it's a funny film about monsters it's not going to get emotional it's, it's so emotional at points <laughs> It's just got like that musical openings, such oh. a highlight of the film. It's just the yeah. music and all the doors. Pixar's it's a great, got great music. Yeah, Those yeah. early films, especially, are still to this day are maybe it's because we grew up with them, but they are memed and quoted. <laughs> like I don't want to use my head, like you know, <laughs> like Wazowski didn't file your paperwork and things like that. It's so it, yeah. There's there's so much that Pixar have done that's. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're, they're funny, they're emotional. They just hit all the right yeah. notes of a kid's film at, to the point where they do it, something that every good kid's film should aspire to do, which is make them enjoyable for the adults that are watching with them. Yeah. They're, they they make films that are more kind of have more humanity and emotion in them and then a lot of live action things, which is crazy, yeah, really, yeah. considering it's animation. But it's like the power of like good writing and good good characters and yeah. good storytelling like Pixar storytelling is always well maybe not lately but especially in their golden era it was just it was like a textbook 
kind of example of good storytelling, plot beats, dramatic tension, kind of, you know, the basic stuff that makes a good film and a good story. Pixar always stuck it in there. I don't think they're making bad films now. Like, the the prime example for me is, like, Incredibles 2. It's not a bad film. I think it just went in with the expectation of the first one being so good. And then it's been so long since they made it. It's all been built up. I think they they're just not as good as the originals, but they're still they're still good films. Maybe it's also this aspect of like we're all older now and we're watching it with three different eyes and everything. Yeah, <laughs> so back in my that, day, movies were better. <laughs> it's not got that nostalgia value. Maybe kids in the future will love these these films as much as we love the older ones. But also like there's there's the the, the general idea of like stuff doesn't feel as special anymore because there's just so much of it. So yeah. it's kind of like when a Pixar film, when a Toy Story four comes along, it's just it's just another film, and it's kind of it's hyped for maybe a week, and it's the the talk of the town for like a week, and then it's kind of gone, and then something else is it's kind of the same. Just as well, good is 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 released. That, you know? that, that that's that that's the issue that Pixar are having, is that it does feel like they are sort of like trying to get a lot of films out, and it's probably because they're a bigger studio now and they're given a lot more money. The other reason I think that Pixar try and do a lot of films is they now have literal internal competition from Disney themselves. Sure. Because yeah. Disney have the animation studio yeah. that is literally trying to not they're not trying to emulate Pixar because the Disney animation films, despite looking similar, don't feel anything like a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They, they, they feel, feel like, like they a Disney film. Kind of distinct for me, and I, I could be wrong in this, but for me, I think the kind of the difference is it's like Pixar isn't musicals, Disney is. Yeah, that's good. That, uh, well, that is a good way to to think of it. Yeah, is Pixar films tend to have a lot of like sort of underlying social messages, and you know, like they're, they're very, they're they're very sort of deep films they when you look at them. Yeah. you you can't compare the sort of sort of interesting unique stuff that they do with stuff like inside out to like tangled and big hero six disney has emotion but then it sings about it (laughs) yeah yeah frozen frozen was probably what the the film that really put disney animation on the map because it was such a massive massive film frozen put disney on the map Oh, Disney animation as, as opposed to Pixar. Yeah, Frozen put Disney on the map. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, sure. No one's really heard of it. We'll be an indie company for one. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, he's that prick. <laughs> Th- 3D animations from Disney. <laughs> 3D animations from Disney, not Pixar. We have Dinosaur, uh, Chicken Little, uh, Meet the Robinsons. Wait, what? Bolt. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Don't read them all out. They read them all. Chicken Little's Hardman. No, no, no you're thinking of Chicken no, no. Run. Chicken Run? Oh, oh Chicken, Chicken Little. We're on about Chicken Little with Zach Braff. Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, that sort of stuff. That's all them. God, Dinosaur was terrifying. Talking about Dinosaur, do you guys remember Dinosaurs? That live-action kind of oh, an- like, uh, animatronic like sort of kind of Flintstones, but people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Dinosaurs. Flintstones, twist. They're people this time. I, I think it's a bit like Roseanne as well. You know that yeah, sitcom yeah. Roseanne. Like, I never because... watched it. I saw bits of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that ended when they all got made extinct. I was just like, yeah, it isn't like the final episode. Then preparing for the meteor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all. I think the entire. Do much afterwards, could they? I think the entire series is on Disney Plus now. 
It is, is it? I, I think yeah. it's not actually got that many episodes. I was tempted to oh. go through and watch it at some point. Let's have a look at that. It says here it's four seasons. It yeah, four seasons. I think it's like, I think yeah. there's less than 20, like sort of 30 minute episodes in them. What's what's uh, what's a Pixar film that other people uh, hate, <coughs> Christian? <laughs> we don't have to bring this up. <laughs> I think we do. This is the podcast to bring it up, Christian. If not now, when? Okay, I am more than I I I more than slightly dislike Wally. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't get it. Like I don't love Wally, but it's just. So inoffensive. It's a nice little robot. He's like, cool, yeah, whatever. I, I just remember seeing the trailer, and it looked like a very sort of interesting, silent romance film. And I was like, and with with you know some messages about sort of global warming and waste and stuff. And it it has that for the first sort of half an hour. Yeah, and then they get into space, and it just becomes a kids' version of two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> but like, uh, Christian, did you really expect Disney to release a feature-length kids' film without dialogue? Yes. Like, come on, man. <laughs> they could have. Lots, they could lots have of had young th- kids shows don't have dialogue. Yeah, they could have had minimal dialogue at least. Yeah, I minimal. At least. I think that's it's ambitious. Just... Well, that, that's, exactly. That's yeah, what yeah, Pixar exactly. Do. They push boundaries. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's ambitious of you to think that they would actually do that. No, I, I just think that Wally is like a very safe Pixar film. It's it's very boring and very un unoriginal. I don't think Christian's out of the realm, possible. You know, crazy to think that the thir- the first thirty minutes, I think, are silent. Like there is no dialogue. No. It's just, yeah, it's just Wally. Yeah, but Eve talks. talks. Yeah, they, they, basically, he, he, but she does. They, on, say they only stuff. say yeah. their names. I'll be honest, though. I I I didn't really see the height with Wall- Wally. Well, however you pronounce is it, Wall- Wally. Wally. How do you pronounce it, Wally? Yeah. I, I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I was like, it wasn't one of those where I thought I need to watch that again. Or that's like yeah. really resonated with me. Just uh, you know, it was it was fine. I, it was yeah, fine. That's why I, I, I think it's fine. I don't think it does enough to be as a, as a, like Christian hates <laughs> this film with such a passion. I'm like. There's not enough in this film to get that passionate about. Like Ratatouille, <laughs> Up and Wally. I don't really remember. I think I've probably watched them all once at the time, and then that was it. I don't remember much about any of them because uh, you know I grew up. Because you grew up, and now you watch the Bad Batch, don't you? There was a bit earlier. I just remind me actually. There was a bit earlier when James said uh, I, I, I was in my oh I don't watch any kids films phase. Yeah. Were you watch was that were you watching Marvel movies at that point? No. Oh shit. Fair enough, then. I, I was late to my... The first Marvel film I saw in cinemas was The Avengers. Fair Little enough. did you know the impact know. that those films would have on you, James. I know. What would James's favourite film of that era have been? What would he have gone to the cinema to see? I really can't remember. Transformers Fast and Furious. Tokyo Drift. Oh, I hate Tokyo Drift. Shut up! <laughs> it's the worst. I think it's... I'm in the minor. I like Tokyo Drift. It's maybe the second worst one. <laughs> Mate, it's sick. It's uh, thing is, I don't, I don't even care what the film is like. I just hate the main guy so much. I, I love can't it. Get past He's it. got the most southern accent. That's what I mean. Ever. I hate it. It's amazing. It's like I don't know why it brings me such joy that they're bringing <laughs> that they're bringing them into now the fold. Like that guy is in Fast Nine. He popped up in Seven. I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> bringing them all in. 
great. I really, stuff. at some point, just want to watch all those films, just analyze what is going on, like what is <laughs> I, happening. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I have it makes sense. I have never seen any of the Fast and Furious films. They're great, and I, I do have a that plan. That really surprises me. I do have a plan to just sit down before the ninth one comes out. Yeah, you can't and just Christian, watch them all. You're part of a channel now where you can't do that anymore. I'm just gonna do it anyway. No, you, you, can't, you can't do I, that. I've saved so many films for this yeah. channel. Oh, but I can't watch Fast 9 and not watch the others. You can't. No, I was gonna, if anything, that's even better. Let Christian have his 25-hour film session. <laughs> we literally told... No, I, literally, I, James I, has done it with Saw, where he's not watching all of Saw, and he's going to go in Spiral, not Spiral. It's not going to relate the same, to the other it's films. It's the same argument, bro. No, it's you need, not. You, you, need to, uh, you need to commit like James did. I'll throw it out there, Christian. I'll fill you in. Uh, they're not related, but they call each other family. You're caught up into all that you need to know going into the ninth one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Like they're, they're, they're pretty self-contained. Like They do follow on. There's only you know. one bit... There's only one thing involving Han. That is the only thing he might need telling about, but what, the film will tell him anyway. Well, not apparently not, because he, <laughs> he's back now, which is amazing. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I know, I know bits and pieces of the Fast and Furious anyway. I know. I, yeah, I, I'll probably go into the ninth one, just not watching the rest, and then watch them after the fact. Because that'll be even better, because they don't make sense when you've seen them all. So I can't <laughs> wait to see what you yeah, think, yeah. having not seen them. Because we're gonna, we, was, we have to do the first one for Time of so Trash, and yeah, we yeah, should do yeah. we should do Triple X as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've never seen Triple X either. <laughs> that would be so. great. Because I think that'd that's actually great. probably even better oh, than being no. like fresh for the ninth one. Because at the moment, if you just went in fresh, you'd be like, okay, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a mad stunt film. But if you see where it started and then where it's finished, that's mental. Mm. Mm. I can't get the series that's yeah, got yeah, more I'll, off the rails. Well, me, well, Ben stuck on the uh, trailer for Triple X the other night. And, <laughs> um, and it occurred to us both think that it's basically, Triple X is, is, is basically a precursor to Fast and Furious's kind of new sort of guys as a ridiculous action film because obviously it used to be about street racing Vin Diesel was in that and then he made Triple X which was a really daft over the top action film with loads of stupid stunts and him like jumping out of a plane and saying like I live for this shit and then they just made they just combined the two films and just, made uh, Fast and Furious as it is now should we just do a Vin Diesel month at one point we'll do the first Fast and Furious. Don't say the we'll, pacifier. We'll do Triple X. No, yeah, no, no. I wasn't, wasn't going to say the pacifier. Why nah, we're doing the pacifier. pacifier. We each get no. to choose a film and the pacifier's I, mine. I, 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 I was going to say, the first Fast and Furious, Triple X, Pitch Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And The Last Witch Hunter. Obviously. No, Chronicles of Riddick. heard of Pitch Black. No, what we'll do is we'll save it till January and we'll call it Vinuary. It's sound. Don't worry, I've already got it planned. I can already see the views. It's <laughs> at least 70. Oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, should we get back on topic? We probably should. Finding Nemo is alright. That's an alright film, isn't it? That's alright. Talk aside openings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, my mum always reminds me of this every now and then, that like, even as a child, I was quite sceptical, because apparently we came out of Finding Nemo, and they were saying, like, oh, did you like it, blah, 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 and I went, yeah, but the problem is, they called it Finding Nemo, so I knew they were going to find him. They should have just called it Looking for Nemo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not a, not a bad point, James. Very not clever. a bad point. They've kind of put a huge spoiler in exactly. the title. Ruined it for me. Absolutely oh. ruined it. I, I can't believe they found him. <laughs> <laughs> Although finding implies searching, but it does not 
imply found. Yeah. If you try to, fi- you are finding Nemo. Yeah, Maybe like I'm, find try- find I'm finding Nemo. I'm finding Nemo, but I can't no, find him. No. He's gone. Because if, if until you found him, you weren't finding him. You were looking for. Well, him. the the work <laughs> the working title was searching Nemo, but they didn't think that worked. It's like people when people um, moaned about spoilers for the film Lone Survivor that Mark Wahlberg was the lone survivor. <laughs> it's like well, it's called. Lone Survivor. <laughs> so, uh, Is the Lone Ranger not about a duo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's false advertising. It's famously about a duo. Yeah, yeah but he, he, he's the Lone Ranger. Like Tonto's not a ranger. Not very alone though, is he? It's weird that because yes, they are fast, <laughs> but they're not very furious in these movies. <laughs> they seem quite well organised. They're and quite well managed. Collective. Yeah. <laughs> Competent, you might say. It's uh, <laughs> a bit annoying, that, actually. It's like um, saving Private Ryan is a spoiler because it's implying that they will save him. Yeah. No, because the act of finding <laughs> and saving yeah. does not automatically imply you succeed. <laughs> yes, it does. I, I lean more to Dan's side. It's say, like... say, trying to save him doesn't quite... Yeah. Spoilers. You, can't, you can't call the film trying to save Private Ryan because that's that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> Talking of uh, spoilers, mm. those bloody Star Wars movies, those titles are riddled with spoilers. Revenge of the Sith, The Return of the Jedi, The Attack of the Clones, The Empire we Strikes knew, Back. We always knew the Star Wars story though before all that, you know, we because it was it, it was just ingrained in myth, wasn't it? The revenge, uh, the moment Vader turns to the dark side, we always knew it existed. We always knew that moment was part of that that saga. Uh, speaking of uh, Star Wars films, until the prequels and the sequels came about, wasn't really a need to call it Star Wars. There was only one war. Yeah, but I think it implies that it, because that first film, because it, it's it's a lived-in world, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. it's been on for decades. So it implies that it is ongoing wars, doesn't it? So that's no, it's still one war. Yeah, it's the Galactic Civil War. You don't call it World War World Wars Two, do you? <laughs> Because it was just one war. What should it have been called? Star War. <laughs> just <laughs> one <sounds>. war. <laughs> if they wanted the plural, it should have been called Star Battles. They have multiple yeah, of those. Go. Battle Star Galactica, which me and Ben started earlier this week. Yeah. <laughs> Your first time. It's my second time properly watching yeah. it through. I, to, I find it insane how many like different shows you guys have running at the same time. I don't know how you keep up with it all. Three. That's that's a quite you know that's more than one. How do you keep up with it? Like how do you remember what's going on with it when like you're dipping it in and out? Well, I suppose Sonny's not like a big plot heavy one. I don't. I I find that I find that question really hard to answer because it's just it's just it's memory. I just remember. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I don't know. I'm a very all in. Like I, unless these different shows coming out weekly, if I've got a show that I'm binging, it is one show. But like you, you're watching the bad batch but you're also watching the walking dead and you're able to know and re- retain the information of those shows yeah because like i said if it's weekly it's like just one at a time like it spreads yeah. it out but if i was like watching three episodes of bad batch on tuesday then four episodes of the walking dead on wednesday I, I don't we're know, not I really like doing we just show at once at this rate we're doing one every other day yeah it's like yeah like you just remember what happened in the last episode. Yeah, I, I don't know how to. <laughs> I just, you just remember it. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I, just, yeah. I like having one yeah. show at a time. Maybe no. it's just kind of like, yeah, I couldn't understand that though, James. My, my flatmate Jack was the exact same. He only watched one show. Yeah, maybe it's like just different ways of watching things. I don't ever have more than one book on the go. For James, the same reason James doesn't have it more than one TV series, I think. Like, I, I get, I, I kind of get it because you do, because it's just a, a different kind of like vibe mm. to having one thing on the go isn't it i do yeah. understand that i think but tv is more sort of bite size and you can just kind of dip in and out whereas a book is like a, you know longer I usually a, i think as a book's a lot more mental as well like you're picturing it as you go and it's in your head so if you're trying yeah. to then picture two different books in the same sort of week yeah, it can get yeah. a bit muddled yeah yeah i'm still i'm still reading the dark tower i won't i don't think i'll ever ever finish it is it a long it's just, one? Oh my god <laughs> it's like yeah. well there's eight. I think there's eight books. I'm up to the third. Oh, okay, so it's not like and one book. Each book is like I'm listening to the audiobook versions, which are fantastic, by the way. I don't know how much of a crossover between like audiobook and people who watch TV and films there are, but like the guy narrating it is acting, yeah. like properly yeah, acting yeah. all the way through. I the guy. I, I think there's two guys that do Stephen King books. I think one does like his fantasy and mystery. And the other does is horror, and they both put like a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, oh my god, this guy. It's so good. Actually, interestingly, Christian, uh, the Dark Tower books are shared between uh, narrators, which is a little bit. It might be a little bit jarring because the first book was was read by one guy. I forget his name, annoyingly, and then the next two, the next three are read by another guy, and then every other book after that is read by the first guy so it's kind of like they keep they, i don't know if it'll be like super jarring uh, or whatever because this one this one guy's characterizations are so good does, like, does he do he, voices like, yeah yeah yeah. because yeah. I, th- I think he's the same narrator that i heard do uh it because when i listen to do what it, oh i don't think it is it no uh, oh well it might uh, if you if you do <laughs> if you know of uh, a copy of it that this guy narrates i'd be up for listening copy to what <laughs> no, we're still doing that okay cool 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 cool, cool. how long are they there dan how long are the audiobooks james is asking oh sorry james um, the first the, yeah you asked the, how long they were um the first one was 11 hours long oh shit the set the second one was i think it was like eight, 18 and the third one is like i can check for you now actually if you're that interested because i'm interested uh, for audio listeners and video listeners might not have noticed when dan unlocked his phone he'd got a chessboard open it's literally about to say it could have been worse couldn't it? You know. <laughs> but speaking of like acting in audiobooks what i always think was a great shout was when they did a few of the doctor who books they got david tennant to read a few of them so you actually get the doctor reading his own lines which was yeah, really cool. helped for them I read uh, recently read um, the book, well, the first part of the Book of Dust, which is part of the His Dark Materials universe. It's his, it's his newer books that he only wrote in the last couple of years, Philip Pullman, and uh, Michael Sheen narrates those. And by God, does he put in a hundred percent? It's in like it's actually a bit much sometimes. He's going all out, proper hamming it up as you know Michael Sheen is known for, but it's entertaining. But good lord, I, I just don't know how he did it. But um, I think because there's that there's this air of yeah, you become like the voice. Oh yeah, it can be like, it's acting. Yeah, yeah, and you must get paid well. And if you if you stick yeah, if you yeah. do a good job, like like Stephen Fry did all the Harry Potter books, didn't he? Yeah, like really good. You can become the if you do a good job, you could be the voice for some people and for, like, for, yeah, for a series. It, it's narration, it's voiceover. But when you're doing the actual dialogue, 
You are voice acting. Of course yeah. you are. Like you've yeah, got yeah. to like act. Yeah. <laughs> Pixar's good though, isn't it? <laughs> the first one was set there seven hours. The second one was twelve hours, and the third one was or is. Do I actually say? This is audible. <laughs> Eighteen hours. But uh, honestly, what what an outstanding story! It's so good. Like I can't. They really just need to make a television show of the Dark Tower and do it properly because it's just like. Yeah, they made a film. It was great. They made. Don't mm. talk about it. No, 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 I've not seen the film. We should so I've, watch the film. We should so yeah, should once it's done. But honestly, the rate I'm reading these these books, it's going to take probably most of this year if not longer to actually get through them but like um i i think i've mentioned on a previous pod- podcast i don't know what they've made what they <laughs> what i don't know what they've done like they've co- made a film called the dark tower and it's two hours long and it's like i have no idea how they've managed to condense like the story that I've, i'm only up to the third book and so much but it, must, it must be I, the first book they've i done. was gonna say it no, can't be all no apparent, apparently they they've done multiple books yeah but it yeah. might it might be like a series of unfortunate events where it's like the first three or the first what however many let's let's not, I, uh, let's not get into my opinion on <laughs> doing multiple books in one film i mean i just don't think the meet the film of the the medium of film is suited to some stories and i just don't think the dark that tower books are suited to a film they're suited to a television series that is lovingly created by hbo or Netflix, or someone who can just pour money into it. Not I was going to say, I don't think Netflix has really created anything. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. No, but Netflix has had some. Netflix can sometimes <laughs> have, it has its moment. It, it has makes its some moments. good stuff, but it, it HBO. It's, you want HBO yeah, it's too. not on the same sort of scale. Oh, I feel like it's not. There's not as much care taken with Netflix stuff. Really, it tends to be a little Isn't bit. Isn't it? Depending down. on the show, there's this like it's just tainted. It's cheap. Netflix feels cheap to me now. Yeah, there's a few. There's there's. I don't know. No, there but is some sometimes good you, stuff in Netflix. Originally. You, you know, yeah, occasionally you'll get like there is some. A, a, some. <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll get like rubbish. Sometimes you'll get like a Queen's Gambit. I was going to say the, the the problem that I have with Netflix is that they just kind of um, they're kind of trying to saturate the market. People like The Witcher. People played the games. Let's do one season. Literally two episodes of season one had come out, and they were like, right, we've renewed it for another seven seasons. The first season of The Witcher, from what I know of the books, I haven't read them, I plan to do so, um, is the first season of The Witcher isn't even the first book. It's mm. like a collection of short stories, and where the first season ends is the beginning of the first book. Uh, I might be what, wrong. Uh, I might be wrong. That's what Preacher does. Preacher, the first season, that ends at the beginning of the uh, of the box well in the in the video game the witcher video games um the dandelion that is the, the narrator right and he, he he already knows the witcher like yeah. is it that <laughs> what james is dandelion <laughs> no i just thought a really dumb joke of like that would be your name if you were a lion dandelion oh, that, I mean, like i didn't is... even i wasn't even gonna say it. i didn't want to he... say it it was just for me. It made me <laughs> chuckle in my own head. The internet didn't need to hear that one, but you've made me say it now, Dan. I'm hopefully happy about it. Ben's impressed, clearly. Shocking, James. There was no yeah. need to say that, James. Why did you have to blurt that out? Because Dan made you know, me say it, right? There was no, no, no one prompted you to say that, James. You just had to say it, didn't you? It was just... That's Guys, crazy. I'll let you in on a little secret. For every like one joke that I actually tell that's awful, I've thought of about four. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be that surprised how much brain. I actually restrain myself on these podcasts. 
<laughs> just constantly just <laughs> repressing <laughs> jokes. <laughs> it's not good enough. Da- uh, daddy line, it sounds like Dandy and <laughs> Shit, I won't say it. <laughs> Can I just say, the lighting in my room's nice nice today, isn't it? Yeah, Look yeah, at that. It's a bit dark. For once. It looks great. Even God, then, even got... still, it's a bit dark. No, it's not though. It's not too dark. Really so, my, my, if you look at the rest is, of my, us, my face is well. <laughs> yeah, but I don't sit there with a big like light on like a like a freak. I I have the ambient light. Yeah, but we do it because we're on a show. Yeah, it's so the people. And no, we, but it's people to be don't lit. want big light. They want the ambient light. They want the red. All right. And the blue okay. contrast. What happened? We're scared. Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my light switch is too far away. Stealing my thunder. Just find a, find a dark was... background, Christian. Get a, get a mood background going. Dan became the curator of the audio podcast and thought, I don't give a shit what this looks like anymore. Dan's got streamer lighting. Uh, yeah. That's, a good, that's what that, it is. That's a, that's a, that is a good uh, You very rarely see streamers sitting in the light. They're always sat in like the soundproof foam black rooms with like one little light on their face and a bunch of colourful LEDs lighting up the rest of the room. I'm, I'm a bit worried that uh, you might do this, James, in your lounge. If you're sat watching something late at night... Big light on. Oh, my God. I don't understand this fascination with everyone sitting in the dark when they watch stuff not in I the dark it. just it. with so a lamp just a, a lamp not we in the dark we don't have a lamp in the lounge my housemates are obsessed with sitting in pitch black with only the TV on and I hate it it's so depressing oh yeah well, no, get a big, the lamp for this get, you need to get another big lamp because that's the that is the perfect way. Yeah, we even have a dimmer switch in the lounge, but they're ben, always like, "Nah, nah I want it turned fully off." Ben, ben oh, that is a bit me. weird. Then. Yeah, I Ben hate hounded it. me for weeks, coming round, being like, "Why do you not have a lamp?" It's and horrible. I, it's I, horrible. I, 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 big I, finally, I finally <laughs> went out and bought one. And God, I, I still prefer just to sit in light. I like to be able to see. It's so it's too bright though, especially when it's late at night and you, you can't fully relax with all the lights on. I don't get it. This I've been I've seen other people who have like the modern houses where they're not. It's not even like they're not even like a yellow bulb. It's bright white bulb, almost like a UV light, bright light in a modern like you know like a sharp like a steak on a flat. Do you know what I mean? Like I think so. Yeah. I was like, how can you sit there on a yeah. stiff? Oh, I like it. On a stiff grey, it's grey sofa with wooden floors <laughs> with the big UV light on and sit there relaxed. I was like, oh, yeah. makes my skin crawl walking past some people's houses sometimes. <laughs> actually makes my skin crawl. Like I remember, I remember returning to work at like <laughs> three in the morning and you see the big light on in people's flats. I was like, what are you doing, man? That's me. I, like my big light just go off until I'm going to sleep. That's mental. I was on my way to my sister's house uh, the other day and walked past the house where we <laughs> looked into one of the windows and there's just a guy sat on his sofa watching the TV with a no expression on his face and uh, it was the brightest light <laughs> just lighting up the entire room just completely flat light just sat there like that. See, I... and that's his relaxation time and I had like a glimpse into it. Now, I know like, you no. said the other day Dan but clearly you misspoke and you meant two years ago when you were allowed to go to your sister's house obviously yeah, that's what you meant uh, yeah I didn't I've not I, I, but when I went I went to my sister's house but I stood outside <laughs> um, and shouted from two metres 
Away. See, I'm somewhere between you guys. And I immediately ran home, uh, 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 <laughs> screaming. I'm, I'm somewhere between you guys. Like See, now that I believe, when, when, yeah. when I'm when I'm like sat playing games or probably watching like a TV show that I'm not super invested in or that doesn't require a lot of attention, I'll sit with the big light on. When I'm watching a film or like watching a TV show that I want to like relax, sit and get into. With no distractions, I'll turn the big light off and just have a lamp on. Yeah. I I can't I can't game in the darkness because it just hurts. It just hurts my eyes. I can I can imagine. I would only sit in the dark with the TV on if we were like. Well, even then, I keep the lamp on when we watch it. If it were if we were watching a film, that would be when I would like consider, like a cinema, lights off. Maybe just the TV, but I think even me and Dan have done it. It's the lab still on. Yeah, but if you're just if you're just watching uh, pointless, I was gonna say when we're just watching dark, Glee. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you should dim. You should have a dim on the uh, the, the uh, dim nah, on. I'd say fully light on. Get the floodlights out. No, because James, like, uh, like you, um, <laughs> you're missing out on the cut. Co- like the color. Because it, it washes out all the color of the Im- the image if yeah. you've got the big light on. That's why cinemas are pitch black. Because otherwise, it's a very washed-out image, and I, I think it's not as pr- pronounced on a regular TV set. Um, but it, it does; it doesn't help. I mean, I, th- I think the darkness is a better place, particularly in cinemas. But I would also argue the main reason it's with cinemas is because that's projection and not a screen. I don't know why I am like that. Because if there's any light in the cinema, I hate it. But if I'm at yeah. home, I want the light on. Yeah, maybe not on, maybe dimmer. Yeah, maybe I'm just weird. We did get a little bit off topic then, but, you know, I guess we're kind of done with Pixar. You know, we'll put a pin in that <laughs> and we might it. return to it. A, a, <laughs> so Pixar, Pixar are done with Pixar at this point. Wait, we were talking about Pixar? <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be the topic of this Did one. that happen today? <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was two hours ago when we started this conversation. <laughs> but we'll, we'll bring it into the segment we normally kind of like to finish with. Uh, what do we recommend, boys? I don't know if recommend is the... Uh... Maybe I would recommend it, Dan, because it's yeah. um, it's worth watching. It's definitely worth the watching for the conversation's sake. The latest mm-hmm. season, the newest season of Inside Number Nine, Inside Number Nine, started this past Monday, and I loved the show. I was very, very excited, and I thought, Dan, please, will you sit with me and we'll watch it together? It'd be very interesting. I've no, we, it's like you don't know what it's about. You don't know edit. They don't really market that much. They release a thirty-second teaser. You don't know anything, and you just watch it near blind. Um, <laughs> I still yet to read upon reviews about it. I think it got critically received. We were very puzzled coming out of that, weren't we, Dan? Whether very that was so. good or not. I can't decide if that was like arguably the worst episode of the whole show so far. I don't know yeah. yet. It was really, um, it was really strange, but not in a good way. Um, uh, it, it was basically. I think the whole way through, I was thinking there'd be some sort of twist that made it make sense or made it made it clever or something, yeah. and it just it just wasn't really what it was. I'm looking up actually in um, there's a term for what they were going for. It's like an old style of Italian theatre, and it's the style is quite they wear masks and it's quite broad humour, almost quite farcical. Oh, and yeah. it's this, and the plot is it's a they're going to do a heist, a diamond heist. And they're all wearing masks and stuff. But sometimes in the episode, one character talks to the audience, and they called they said flea bagging or mirandering. And sometimes they would just completely uh, 
like break the fourth wall in terms of like the, the two characters are talking about the heist and then somebody goes well it's be fine because i've read two pages ahead hmm. or we're in season six now usually because they are clever writers if they're gonna do that it'll have some sort of reason why they're breaking the fourth wall why they're talking this way and it just it, there was no payoff for it i think because that's just the style of what they were yeah, I can't remember. I it was an Italian word. But I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I can't. I've, I've not been able to find the actual title. It, it's largely relevant though. But basically, it relies on like fourth wall breaking and sort of stock characters from theatre, yeah. um, like arc stock arc archetypes, and then they're put in these like surreal situations and they make daft jokes and like it's farcical kind of thing. But it just was. I don't know. There was something really like just it that didn't work about it. I thought. I mean, it. it, it I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe it's just the general tone or something it was like strange, that. Strange, but a broad humour that just isn't funny. It just was yeah. not funny. Like there's a bit where Johnson's in it from Peep Show, by the way, James, Ooh. and he's like kind of the leader of the heist. And there's just a bit where they lay out the plan, and he's drawing on a blackboard what the plan is. You know, your move to the left, your move to the right. And he's drawing a cock and balls on the blackboard, and it's just like... Come on. Yeah, then, like, <laughs> you know that he's doing that, because you can clearly see that he's drawing, like, that he's drawing this on the blackboard. And he moves away, and it's almost like that's the reveal of the joke. And yeah. that's when the that's when the audience laughs. It's like, oh look what he drew! Like we've only just noticed it now that he's moved away, kind and of thing. Now it's completed. <laughs> and yeah, and then and then that's 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 a joke in this thing. And then there's other there's other things where there's puns, or and the, and it has this really strange tone of like being a, being comedic and put like really broad humor, but also there's there's scenes that are kind of really gory and dark, like inside like you would expect from Inside Number Nine. And there was one scene, Ben, like. I won't spoil it for people listening or watching, but there's one scene that kind of conforms that that kind of thing, and I just thought it was really like cliched, mm. tacked on kind of thing that they just put on just to be a bit like Inside Number Nine, yeah, like yeah. just to kind of like adhere to what we expect of like the show. And I just thought it was a bit like a bit lazy. Yeah. You know? It was like, strange. It was very strange, and like. Talking like saying there's a twist, there's even a bit where the character looking at the camera even says, oh, the, the twist in this is going to be really good. That's kind of my big, biggest that's kind of my biggest critique of the show in the latest seasons. They got a, they've got a bit bog, bit too much bogged down in doing a twist every episode because right. then it's not yeah. a twist because yeah. then you're, every episode you're going to go, well, when's the twist? So I, I kind of hope they move away from that. Not every episode is like that. But yeah. ha- having said all that, um, I'm I will. I'm glad they did it because this show. Yeah. Every episode, they try something new yeah. and they do something interesting, different with the structure. Try this, try that. So yeah. I'm glad it exists. I personally, yeah. I just don't think it works this yeah. time. But exactly. I'm still hopeful yeah. for next I'm, week. I mean, from what I've seen of Inside Number, because I've watched like previous seasons of Inside Number Nine. Um, I watched quite a few uh, in university on Netflix, um, and. I would say that Inside Number Nine it has sort of like the same uh, setup and aesthetic as Black Mirror, but is done ten times better than Black Mirror has ever been done. Infinitely better mm-hmm. than Black Mirror, so much better. There are some good episodes of Black Mirror there. There are, there are. There, there, there's there's some good episodes of Black Mirror, but I just think that Inside Number Nine, when I watched it, like Black Mirror, I'd watched like a season of Black Mirror 
and out of all the episodes I'd like maybe one or two whereas mm. inside number nine I'd there'd be like maybe one or two that I wasn't so keen on yeah. of the season. It's because yeah. Black Mirror's unfortunately kind of put itself in a corner where it's every episode's about some sort of technology being evil and the, yeah. the negativities of technology. Inside number nine is anything set within the guise of, a, of the number nine. And mm-hmm. not even that, they play around with the structure. And like there's one episode where characters only talking like in rhymes and sort of in a sort of Shakespearean like sonnet. Mm. Like Black Mirror doesn't do that. Every episode is just a drama about the evils of technology, and it's like, well, if you watch twenty episodes of that, it's like, I get it. Technology's <laughs> yeah. bad, and this get this famous <laughs> guest star, really famous guest, and it's just like, uh, whatever. But Inside Number Nine, proper, like you know, I, th- I think a big yeah. part of it is because Reese and Steve, in some form or in every episode, they kind of anchor the show. Sure. And at least once a season, you get a, just an episode with just the two of them. And mm-hmm. I guess in Black Mirror, every episode it's different. There's it's new people every time. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to get some sort of connective tissue in every episode. But uh. that's like the, the how that's the sort of cleverness of Inside Number Nine is that oh, the only thing that ties them together is the num- the number nine, right? So yeah. it's kind of like that's that's they, there's so much more scope to write write something interesting. Yeah. And most times they they really knock it out of the park from yeah. what I've seen. It's like one episode, James, set inside a train, a sleeping train cart number nine. Yeah. One episode's focused around a size nine shoe, and every episode—I don't—I didn't tell Dan this annoyingly. Every episode has a statue of a hare in every episode, and, oh, you, and you have to find it in every episode. Aww, yeah, cute. A little like little metal hare. Um, That's cool. The animal. Yeah. 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 Shall I talk about what I watched and what I'd recommend? You know what? I think I will. Yeah, super quick. Yeah, very quickly. No, I watched a, I watched a BBC Three series this week over the course of about two days. Very, very, very easy to watch. Uh, called Starstruck. Um, each episode twenty minutes. Basically, just about this twenty-something um, woman. Yeah, she works in a cinema. And she has other jobs as well. It's very much of the moment where people, the gig economy kind of deal, and you know, she's trying to find some kind of meaning to a life like everyone I guess and uh, she ends up like on a New Year's Eve party she ends up sleeping with uh, a famous actor without knowing he's a famous actor and then basically the the series is about kind of their relationship and their sort of like um, uh, the various like mistakes and misunderstandings that they make over the course of their relationship and getting to know each other and stuff Um I just put on the first episode thinking it's 20 minutes. I don't know what what it is, but it's like, it's there. I'll stick it on. I'll see what it's about. I ended up just really really enjoying it. Really, really kind. It's very pleasant kind of watch. It's not, it's very much like, I think I explained it to Ben as like a a kind of like a nice flea bag. It's got (laughs) that kind of feel about it. And a bit like Love Actually, Um, but better, but better and <gasps> most of the jokes are funny and the performances are good i'll be honest when you it, explained the plot i was like so it's notting hill but gender swap not love actually yeah i meant notting hill, <laughs> oh, I meant okay. notting hill. It, it is yeah, literally notting hill yeah, is very trying. it's yes. very very yes. much like notting hill but just a bit better and Way it's better. filmed very nicely oh. i think um i think it was done in collaboration with hbo um and it sort of it shows it's got a, a filmic quality to it rather than a cheap sort of bbc looking feel mm. 
which is good. Um, but yeah, give it a watch. Yeah, um, it's a nice little, it's a nice little self-contained story. You can get it done in like two hours, two and a bit. Get hours. it done into literally. I think it's like six episodes, twenty minutes each. I start, like I started yesterday, minutes. and I'm on the last episode. Yeah, because I just went to bed. So uh, the action is called Rose. I think it's, it's Rose, Rose Batafeo Ma- from Taskmaster. Ed from uh, Ed Gamble's, the yes, New Zealand yes, yes, or Australian yes, yes. lady from yeah. uh, Taskmaster. She created it and writes it. Mm. And she stars like yeah, when you let comedians write shows, they're quite good. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really good in it. She's very charming, you know, um, and all that. So give that a watch if anyone yeah, listening. I'll put that on the list. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add it to my list. The list that doesn't exist. The list. I do actually have actually, a list. I was going to say I do actually have a physical. It's list. more for films and TV show. But I have an actual list on my phone. Most people okay. have a list. Dan. So shove it up your ass, Daniel. Yeah. I feel oh. attacked right now. <laughs> yeah. You should have a list though, because you forget things, don't you? You should keep oh, a list. Here we go again. <laughs> Dan's list is just you know where his keys are, to brush your teeth, what his address <laughs> is, what his name is. You got to buy coffee today, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. How do I bought you, bagels I, and peanut butter. But I forgot coffee. How do you forget to buy coffee of all people? I don't. I don't know. I still have some coffee, but it's like the good. It's like the strong stuff. It's like the cafeteria <laughs> stuff. So the good I don't shit. always want. That. I don't always want that because it sends me a bit. The stuff where you drink it and not sleep for three days. Yeah, no, but as we know, coffee doesn't really affect me. You know, <laughs> as I take my glasses off and reveal just how aged I am, <laughs> coffee doesn't really affect me. I can't feel my face these days. I do miss that period. period. Coffee when... doesn't really affect me. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss the period uh... where you, uh, the period where you stopped drinking it and you did get withdrawal symptoms from it, and you were like, you no, were, you were ill, coffee. and like you kind of were shaking a bit because you hadn't got withdrawal from the coffee. I don't know if it was that. Like an actual it, uh, drug addict. Absolutely. Was it like that Nothing. episode of Sunny where they stopped drinking? Nah. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Dan will get, I we'll do get to actually that feel currently because I've not had much sleep because of work, work and everything. Because we had two shifts. Yeah. <laughs> that started at ten a.m. James. Oh, That's sorry. significant. And eleven. That's very significant. I'm at 11, 11 tomorrow. I, oh god. I've not yeah. had much sleep. I currently feel like artificially awake. You know, when you just shouldn't be awake, yeah. but you you propped up by chemicals one of which is coffee the other like, the others we won't mention eh? <laughs> don't want to talk about that uh, anyway, take us home James get should out we of close here. this off <laughs> please I'm so tired for the record I don't do meth we're pretty certain that uh, somebody complained about Dan on the Lady Well Facebook group today aren't we Dan <laughs> What about? Oh, what did they what say? What have you it's been out Because Dan was listening to his music quite loudly. Then someone posted on the group, "Can somebody in Block B please turn their music down? Like it's really loud or something." Someone's yeah, been listening to Radiohead on full volume for the last forty-eight hours. Months for months. It was. It wasn't Radiohead. It was explained. This is the post. Can whoever in Block B is playing loud music please turn it down? Because right now. It sounds like two heavy set robots are shagging in my ears. <laughs> so I thought that'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it wasn't Ooh. that loud, was it? It I was And So I Watch You From Afar. Their album, The Endless Shimmering. Check it out. No. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? No, it's it's good. Album. But look, so, right, so we you know we've mentioned some good Pixar films, some slightly less good Pixar films. We've given you some recommendations, but I think 
guys. It's about time that we love you and leave you, isn't it? Yes. That's oh, it's, it's, it's been a, a hell of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, you know, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the channel. We've got loads more videos that you can check out. If you're listening to us on Apple Music or um, Spotify, don't forget to subscribe to them. Give us a review and rate us five stars because obviously we're a five-star podcast, aren't we, boys? Clearly, as evidenced by today's podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. But, you know, until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>